0: Good morning Amber how are you doing good morning I'm good man what a journey you've been on congratulations because not too many people get to experience what you've been through oh yeah it's been quite a ride and I wasn't I wasn't expecting it either so thank you but it's, it's that moment that so many actors have always dreamed of being when it comes to you know being on television it's like I want something that's going to last a very long time and it's like the luck of the draw
1: yeah, I remember a friend years ago and This was when we'd only been on the air for like three years He was like a, a fellow actor He said it's like winning the lottery Which is 100% true Just getting on a show is like winning the lottery Much less being on a show that you would watch as a fan mm-hmm. And that goes for 14 seasons It's It really is It just doesn't happen to very many people So I feel so lucky
0: Well, 14 seasons That means that Pam Poovey is pretty much m- inside your soul
1: yeah, that's right. She's become a part of me.
0: <laughs> what what have you learned from her?
1: Um, you know, honestly, I I've learned not to take uh myself so seriously. Yeah. Um, not to give two shits, can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> about <laughs> about what anybody thinks about you and just do what you want, live your best life and care about people. That's the thing I think that is the thing i learned about pam is that she really does love everybody she's quite a loving uh character she's got such a big heart so yeah just don't care what other people think about you
0: but you know what's really interesting about about pam is the fact that when she was on the screen we as viewers would go yeah yeah and we would come to the show for pam
1: yeah, that's so sweet. And people always say, like, oh, my gosh, that reminds me of my girlfriend. Yep. Or, you know, people are like, it's a real character that they can relate to, which doesn't happen a lot in animation.
0: Wow. And and for animation to have such a powerful impact on our lives, I mean, it's, like, it's not real, guys, but it is. To us, the, through the emotions that we have with the show, it's very real.
1: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And same here. Like, it, you know, I care about this character, and I get excited to know what she's going to do next. And like when she kind of became like an unlikely sex symbol, I was like, yes, Pam, it's amazing.
0: <laughs> See, that's so funny that you say that because there were many times when, when in the early stages of Pam, it, it was like I thought it was just clickbait. I'm going, oh, they're just doing promotion. They're just doing promotion. And then you realize that everybody else around the country is starting to talk her language as well. <laughs>
1: totally totally and then she was like in the um she was in the sports illustrated swimsuit edition and that was when i was like okay we've made
0: it now you you tackle in this final season something that kind of opens up my heart and going what happens if this were really true with the u.n declaring that all private spy agencies are illegal and must shut down boy that sounds like a real day thing
1: Yeah. And the the thing that was really fun about it, too, that they kind of leaned into with the writing is that all the characters knew that their jobs were ending. And so we all knew that our jobs were ending. And so, you know, Pam's the way that Pam was dealing with it was just to, like, deny it, like, Mm -hmm. don't believe that it's happening, refuse to deal with it. And so it really helped us kind of um, deal with the, you know, the sadness of the show ending as we were playing our characters, because they were all sad, too. So it was actually pretty genius the way they did it.
0: But you know what, though? I, in my heart, I keep going, uh uh-uh, they're going to make a movie out of this. They're going to go away for about one or two seasons. We're all going to miss it, and all of a sudden, we're going to be at that movie theater.
1: <laughs> that's what I hope. I really do hope that's the case. And the cast is ready to go. It's just a matter of who's going to make this movie. We're, we'll be there.
0: Can you imagine seeing it on such a large screen? Because I think it would be a, a incredibly different feel about it.
1: Oh, for sure. Because the animation is so beautiful and it's gotten so intricate. And I remember seeing the Simpsons movie in the theater and being like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And because the Simpsons style is so simple and then seeing it like way more, you know, intricate was very fun. So I can't even imagine what an Archer movie would
0: be like. Am I wrong to say that there's never going to be another show like Archer that it, it, it set its own pace and tone?
1: I think, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're right. I think that it definitely kind of um, influenced some people that have come after it, but I think you're right. I think it was what it was when it was, and there will be nothing else like it ever again.
0: How do you tap into the mind and the creativity of Adam? Because I mean, it really seems like that he, everything that he does is like the sequel of a book. I mean, to say he just keeps going and going.
1: And he's so smart. That's the crazy thing. I mean, I would get. I would get episodes and I'd read them and have to look up more than a handful of things on Google. Because I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? (laughs)
0: He's just so
1: smart. Um, But it's also, I think, exactly why we got to get away with what we got away with. Because, you know, it's very dirty, but it's all smart. So we've earned all the opportunity to get a little raunchy with stuff. So it's been pretty cool to tap in. And I've become friends with Adam over the years. And so to get to know him is just like, this guy is hilarious and probably... Probably one of the smartest people i know
0: and yet the language that is spoken on on archer is the fact it's how we all talk it's, it's it's nothing but a page from our own lives
1: yeah and i remember in the beginning too one of the things they really wanted to stay away from was anybody doing character voices yeah. um, my voice is probably the most charactery of all of them oh and Gillette, who is adam reed <laughs> um and uh, they because they wanted it to feel like you're, we're all just regular people you know
0: what was it like to be inside that sound booth? Because I mean, I, I, I've seen photographs of it's like you've, you've got all your producers and directors outside the room, but yet you get to go into this itty bitty voice room. And it's like, what? You're the star. You need yeah. to have your own big you know, auditorium.
1: <laughs> it's pretty great. Like I remember in the beginning, I was like when I first started doing voice work, because I didn't really know what I was doing. I was really worried about like am I going to hit the microphone and yep. have to redo a take? And how's the sound going to be? And if I move around and all this stuff, and then I got a really great note from somebody and they were like, we can hear that you're just static. You know, yeah. like you gotta move <laughs> around. You can You can hear a smile in your voice. You can hear all the things. And so now when I leave the booth, I'm sweaty and like, yep. you know, Oftentimes I've been eating food in there because Pam is always eating food. So there's just like spit all over my (laughs) script and like food dust. So it's a, it's a dirty business (laughs) doing voice work.
0: You're so right about that because when you step in there, I mean, one of the best stories I've got from my wife's ex-husband is that he was working with Madonna and she put her bubble gum all over his RCA microphone. I'm going, God, that's so cool. That is just so cool.
1: (laughs) So funny.
0: <laughs> but you you talk about hitting that microphone. A lot of people don't realize how we use our hands in everything that we do. And bumping that microphone, even with your nose, you're going, damn it, damn it, why did I do that?
1: Yeah, 100%. But you have to do it. I mean, you got to be able to hear what's going on in there, especially at a show like Archer where there's so much action and there's, you know, there's scenes where you're like, well, they need you to pretend like you're um, pulling this Volkswagen with a rope. Okay, so then you're like, you know, (laughs) I definitely act it all out so you can hear it in my voice. It's definitely a part of what we're doing in there. And, you know, you're not with other people. So I would look at the microphone and be like, okay, I'm talking to Lana. And so I'm imagining Lana in this microphone. So you really do have to to have an imagination for sure.
0: One of the things that I have to get you guys kudos for is the fact that you guys learned how to play that social media game really really well i mean because the 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 talk after the shows the talk before the shows everything like that has always been so planned out or or is it planned out or is it you guys just love each other so much we're just going to go on the web and talk about it
1: yeah i mean in the beginning like one of the things that lucky and i started doing because lucky and i we had known each other for years cause we came up doing improv together and we were on a show with all these famous people. (laughs) So nobody knew who we were. And so lucky and I would do a lot of stuff together because we had the time. So we would, we would live tweet our, Mm -hmm. um, episodes and connect with the fans that way. And it was super fun. And also we were coming up at the time. I mean, our first season was in 2010. So it was kind of at the same time that like Instagram was blowing up and yep. all these different things. And so um, I remember Matt Thompson, the executive producer came to me and Lucky probably season three or four maybe and asked us if we would write the Twitter feeds for our characters, um, which was very hard because I'd never written as Pam. Obviously I just voiced Pam. And so I was like, am I going to be able to write in this voice? And then I sent in a bunch of sample um, tweets and they were like, this is entirely too dirty. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) Too dirty for Pam?
0: I would love to read a book from you where you're interviewing Pam. And it's you with with your real life interviewing her with her life.
1: Oh, this is a great idea. This will be my next project.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Only because, I mean, I can obviously feel the two different personalities, but at the same time, it's like both personalities are really, really good
1: yeah well thank you very much it's like we're sisters one of them's a little bit more rough around the edges than the other
0: (laughs) so i i know that you're also into into the movies because you the movie uh how to ruin the holidays my god we get to see you and hear your voice coming out of your body
1: yeah, and that's kind of was the whole point, right? Like, people knew me as a stage actor, like doing improv, and people knew me as a voice actor, and nationally only as a voice actor. And so I really wanted to to be able to show people another side of what I can do. And so uh, my husband wrote the movie and produced really? it, and it was directed by our friend Arlen. Cameos from different people and faces that you'll recognize, and we had such a great time making it.
0: Well, the feeling of the movie, did this really happen? Because, I mean, you're talking about something that people face every day, selling the family home
1: yeah and it this was definitely inspired by both of our real lives my husband wrote the story and you know everybody can relate to what's happening at home or if you've been away or you just haven't spent as much time with your siblings or so yeah we definitely there's some lots of laughs but also some real tender and sad moments that happen in the movie too
0: well i've always thought that's what makes comedy you're supposed to have those moments and then all of a sudden when the funny comes in you're going oh thank god i escaped
1: Exactly. That's when comedy is at its best,
0: 100%. So, what is it like for you to go from improv to scripts? Because all of a sudden, it's not about improv anymore.
1: It's hard. I mean, <laughs> I. I mean, as I came up doing improv, I was really spoiled, because um, I don't have to re- memorize anything. And uh, so it would make me pretty nervous to have to, okay, so these are the lines I got to deliver. These are the things I've got to say. And it's just a muscle that wasn't as strong in me as improv was. But the good news is, is that uh, both my husband, who's the writer, and the director are impro- improvisers, so mm-hmm. they knew, they understood, and um, I was able to in- make it enough of my own to feel like I was improvising. So my husband the writer is like well I mean I wish you would have said the words exactly as the way I wrote them But <laughs> so that's not quite what happened but I got the point across
0: yeah because the vocal tones and everything like that change because I can tell when I'm improv and when I'm reading a script and many times when, when I'm doing the script it's like oh god you need to put more of yourself into it
1: you can tell immediately you're so right and so it's that's the I think the real key to like really great actors is when it feels natural and it doesn't feel like something you've memorized and it feels like something you're just saying for the first time which is probably the hardest part of all of it
0: so did you have to sit down with directors and and coaches in the way of because I've been in, in those studios where they go okay now who are we talking with who are you envisioning inside your mind okay this is who they are what were they doing before they came into this into this process of the scene 100%.
1: Yeah, I worked with a coach, and um, I definitely worked with the director a lot leading up to the to the shooting of the film so that I could get clo- close to, to getting good at that kind of thing. And so, yeah, it was a lot of prep work. And ha- that's the thing. Doing voice work is so much easier than making movies because <laughs> um, you don't have to go through hair and makeup. You just get to read your lines off of a piece of paper and they make it seem really natural in post. So it's 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 a very different ballgame.
0: Oh, my God. And, and a lot of people don't get to experience that you walk into these, these studios and usually they're ice cold. They, they want to offer you you the world you want something to eat want something to drink I'm about ready to go use my vocal cords I don't want to mess these things up today
1: exactly and as Pam you know I would just eat so much in the booth so there, there was never enough snacks for Pam to eat and in the early days we were at this small little studio and the poor engineer like more than once gave me his lunch so that I'd have something
0: to chew on during my recording yeah I guess you can't fake that I mean I've tried but you, you can't you've got to really have some see if you're gonna be eating peanuts man there better be peanuts in my mouth
1: Oh, yeah, I tried too with like tissues, water. I'm like, no, we can tell. You have to put food in your mouth. I'm like,
0: okay. So, what is next? How about a podcast where you go back through every single episode of Archer and give us the scoop from behind the scenes?
1: oh i would love that the bad news is, is i have a terrible memory so i have no, no idea what happened <laughs> um, <clears throat> we do hope i think the the cast is really hopeful that, that something else will come out of this and we'll be able to to continue to play these characters some sometime down the road but we just don't know so we don't know if there's anything next with these characters but i sure i'm gonna miss
0: them i really do love it how do you deal with relinquishing her then
1: you know i honestly i think i've just not been accepting it just like pam in the last three episodes (laughs) um because it's you know we've had the the season 14 ended and so i watched the last episode of that it was during the strike and then now we've got these three the or the the final event is happening um later this week and so after that airs maybe it'll kind of set in a little bit more and i'll have to go into a dark a dark cave for a few months and then emerge after that. Cause I'm really not ready for it. Like a lot of the fans.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, one of the things that I had to deal with in radio is the fact that, you know, becoming the used to be, and I had to adopt the Marine attitude. What do you mean used to be? I still am. And it's one of those things that, exactly. you know, you know, if you, you've got to always stay strong with, with whatever character you play
1: so true so true and uh, you know Pam will always be there and the thing I always forget and especially with streaming now it's not like you know the show is gonna stop and nobody's ever gonna watch it again like there's still people that haven't seen the last few seasons or people that have no idea that we're ending or people that haven't even discovered it yet and so that's kind of the great thing about the time that we live in and that stuff is just kind of available for who knows how long so that's the that's the good thing that makes me feel like I'm not gonna just cease to be known
0: ever again. I mean, streaming has changed everything because you're right because you're never too late for the show. All you got to do is you got to find the show and then make it work for you.
1: That's right. That's right. That's all you got to do. And so it it does definitely change the dynamics of when... You know, there's not like that water cooler thing where it's like, you know, after Wednesday night, everybody's talking about the show. It's just not like that anymore.
0: Yeah, because my wife and I, it's one of those. I think one of our struggles is that we have certain daytime shows we like to watch and we have nighttime shows. You can't put a daytime show on at night because it just freaks us out
1: i'm the same way i didn't know other people were like that but i totally because <laughs> daytime for me is when i watch like more uh reality stuff yep. like unscripted stuff and nighttime is when i watch like you know a, a show that's got some meat and some grit to it but never i never switch up just like you said
0: yeah because i gotta have my gordon ramsey during the one o'clock hour man that, that's just my guy Exactly <laughs> Are we going to see you On a reality show Dancing with the stars Or America's Got Talent What what what's, what what's do we see On the other side Of your personality
1: You know I would totally do Dancing with the stars And I'd get eliminated Eventually <laughs> Like probably pretty quickly Because I'm terrible At dancing But I love it So I have all the heart None of the talent So I would do that In a heartbeat
0: <laughs> But that's what we love As viewers Is that we love people That are just like Oh my god They're not going to make it And then after week Number six or seven You're going Damn they're good <laughs>
1: Yeah, you get to follow their journey of learning how to dance.
0: (laughs) Are you writing anything?
1: I am not. Well, I kind of am dabbling a bit. My husband's more of the writer. Mm-hmm. I don't have the discipline, sadly, from years of doing improv. Um, it, it really is hard for me to write, but I have so many great ideas. So I've got plenty of stuff that I want to pitch, and I do actually have plenty of reality show ideas. So you'll see me out there somewhere. I've just got to find the right people to to say yes to my crazy ideas.
0: How do you deal with being the other one in the family that's not the writer? Because, I mean, I'm a daily writer. I have to write. I have to have my space, and and I love my wife for respecting that, that that place where I have to go to. How do you deal with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate, like I get how hard it can be because I've yeah. definitely written stuff in the past. And so I know how much time and focus it takes. And so my husband, if he's locked up in a room for a while, I'm like, great, I've got the house to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can do my own thing. And I, I do think it's wonderful. I appreciate that if I... I'm like, Hey, Kevin, I've got this idea and he can make it into something and he can write it and make it wonderful. And I don't have to worry about it. So it's really kind of great to have a partner that's, that's great at writing and enjoys it. It's not like a pain, you know, it's a chore for me when I have to do it.
0: Oh my God. It's almost like writing a song. You just take him, you know, a guitar riff and all of a sudden here comes this piece of music.
1: Yeah. And then I get to do it. So I get all the glory. It's fantastic.
0: (laughs) Well, man, I I really do hope that we get to talk to each other again as Pam Poovey. And and the reason why is because it's not over in my heart and I'm having a hard time with this.
1: (laughs) Me too. So I'm (laughs) glad there's more people out there. And I agree 100 percent. Pam will be back one day. Long live Pam
0: Poovey. Absolutely. Be brilliant today. okay?
1: Thank you so much. You too.